everybody. Welcome yeah. to Advice TV. And this is the Matt and Mark About Music Podcast. I am your host, Mark Allen V, along with my co-host. Matt and Mason, how you doing, Earth Rockers? Hey, Matt. Guess what today is? It's Merle Haggard's birthday. It is. And sadly, it's also the date of his passing, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? That's like a life just went for years and then back into the same hole it came out of. It is, it is, it is. I tell you, man, one of my faves, one of my favorite songs is, of course, being a bunch of Okies, we always have Okie from Muskogee and stuff like that, but that, that duet that he did with Willie, man, Poncho and Lefty, that, that's just a cool song, man. Heck yeah, it is. See how Towns Van Zant tune that they recorded on a little album called Seashores of Old Mexico, I believe is the name of it. Yeah, it was so funny is that uh, it was my understanding that you know they were recording and doing their stuff and they were trying to find a song, couldn't quite find the song. Merle went to bed. Willie woke him up about three or four in the morning, says, I've got it. Come on. And he's like, <laughs> No. He's like, Yes, come on. And drug him over there and they just did it. And boy, that became quite the hit, man. I just the story, you know. Let's see here. How, how's it going? It's very poetic, right? <laughs> it absolutely is. Oh, it's tell how Poncho fell. Left his living in cheap motels. This is quiet in Cleveland's cold and so story ends retold. Poncho needs your prayers. Just when it goes to that minor chord, it's so cool. You know, and that, awesome, love it. The thing about that verse, though, it's it really kind of leaves you with this this ambiguity. It's like, hmm, he only did what he had to do. What is it he had to do? You know, it's obviously one of the two didn't make it out of there alive. It was it the caused by the other guy? Was it just happenstance? I don't know. It just. It's just a really, really cool song. Townsend's yeah, man, that guy, he was he's quite the quite the poet himself. So but anyway. Oh man, he's like the, you know, country rock Bob Dylan, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I heard a story one time about uh he had gotten pulled over by some cops. And uh he's you know, gave him the driver's license and like, well, what do you do? What's your career? He goes, I'm a musician. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter. Oh, yeah, what you, what song did you write? Well, just a little tune called Poncho and Lefty, and the cop stopped. It says, that's what they called me and my partner back at the at the uh, the police house. I'm Poncho, and he's Lefty. Awesome. <laughs> so, that's yeah, he awesome. got out of the ticket because of that. So, yeah, but anyway, man, Merle Haggard, I got to see him one time. And it was Where really was that awesome. at? It was at the Maybe Center. It was with him, Willie Nelson, and um, Ray Price. 
Right? Oh, yeah, Steve O said he went to that. Oh, you went to that? No, I, my, my friend Steve O was just talking about that today. I put up a little post, and he was saying he went to that. When was that? Yeah, you yeah. remember? What's that? When was that? That would have been probably – Two thousand seven, two thousand eight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was right after my my daughter was born, and my my wife's a big Willie Nelson fan, and I took her to it. And uh, it was right before Ray Price passed away. He passed away just a few months after that. So yeah, that was that was really cool. That was really cool seeing those three guys up there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I saw him. I saw him one time out at the Hard Rock, probably like in February or March, maybe, before he passed in April. Mm -hmm. And it was a makeup date for, I don't know, one of the other shows he had booked out there. But, uh, you know, the guy was out there on the road, and he wasn't feeling very good. You could tell that. The show was short. It's 45 minutes, but he played what you would think Merle Haggard would play for 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so one song, you know, God, I mean, I don't know how many hits he's got. You know, what is a hit really? But, I mean, the guy's literally got hundreds and hundreds of songs that people recognize and appreciate. And this is one of them. It's called um, – I always want to call it a buck with still silver, but that's not it. It's uh <laughs> I just shared it on my Facebook page today. Anyway, here it is. You'll recognize it, I'm sure. Wish your buck was still silver. Back when the country was strong Back before Elvis Vietnam War came along For the Beatles and yesterday When a man could still work Still would it's the best of the free life behind us now. Are the good times really over for good? Remember Coke was still cola. The joint was a bad place to be. Back before Nixon. Lied to us all on TV For microwave ovens When a girl could still cook And still wood It's the best of free life behind us now The good time's really over for good are we rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell? No choice or hope for 
Fishing Ford and a Chevy still last ten years old like the ship. It's best of free life behind us now. The time's really over for good. I mean, man, you know, it's simple, but it says something to everyone. That's the beauty of it, yeah. I mean, you know, bands are playing it from one end of the country, one end of the world to the other. The guy connected with people on another level. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter whether he can play, you know, arpeggios or sweet picking or tapping or eruption or any of that other shit. He had something to say with his music and it's touched people for 60 years probably now. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that yeah, crazy? That, just one of the legends, man. It's, Gosh, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's really all I can say. It's crazy. It's insane. I, I mean, you know, he like he did a, you know, he, these guys on the face of the Mount Rushmore of country music, they, they like really that. were outlaw badasses. This wasn't an act. This wasn't right. dreamed up. This was real. These guys yeah. were. You never knew what you were gonna get. Yeah, they they bucked the system. They they didn't play. Uh, play the Nashville game and uh, you know they just said we're gonna go do our own thing pay it off I mean you know I, I read Merle's biography you know some years ago but I mean I want to say you know he grew up in a box car or something I mean just abject poverty yeah you possibly know, and, yeah and it's kind of like a a pretty good story of an American folk singer, really. I mean, he's just like Willie, you know, that uh, appeals to more than just country music fans. In fact, you know, half the country music fans don't like these older guys. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're more into the newer thing. They don't like the older guard. And so I was glad I got to see him live. It was cool. And I've enjoyed his music for all these years. Just, I remember standing there in front of the jukebox the Pizza Inn in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and playing that song, you know. <laughs> it was powerful, man. That 70s bass, that 70s country bass lines, you know. That uh -huh. Simple and big and just hit you in the stomach. Yeah. And yeah. it spoke to me, and so I started listening. Yeah, this – I know you and I, we had what we called the Merle Medley. So it had oh, yeah. pride, and what what else was in there? It was, it was about three uh, or four. Of it was kind of rounded up and on the road again, little Willie. Right. First thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing, then a youngin's dream of growing up to ride. On a freight train leaving town, never knowing where I'm bound. You tried to raise me right, Mama tried. I turned 21 and turned life without parole. No one can raise me right. Mama tried, Mama tried, Mama tried to raise me better. It'd be interesting to see if uh, my harmonies are working. Working, man. 
Yeah, be interesting to see if my harmonies right now will match up with yours. You know, this. Oh, right this on. Little, cool. uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, if it sounds bad, it's because of the technology. We'll just put it that way. We'll just blame it on that. Yeah. Absolutely, man. But I'm looking forward to the chance that we get to sit in the same room again and have a have a couple cocktails and play some of these songs again and pull out a I got a record player now. We can listen Sweet. to it. What'd you get? No, oh, my brother just got me a little one and he ended up getting me bat out of hell, Vivo Bat Out of Hell on, on vinyl. So Nice, man. Nice. Jumping back into it. But anyway, so What's what, what's your all-time favorite Merle song? Man, I'm telling you, that's tough. I mean, you know, a couple of, let's say like, all right, the the Okie from Muskogee album was recorded at the Muskogee Civic Center. And so, like, I have that on vinyl. I, they have the farmer's market down there in the parking lot of the Muskogee Civic Center. Nice. So, so of course, whenever I've gone down there to play that, I must play Okie from Muskogee. <laughs> so that's a good one. It's just called Okie from Muskogee, Merle Haggard, Okie from Muskogee. It's a live one recorded in Muskogee at the Civic Center. Then there's like, he did this, uh, one called Tribute to the Best Damn Fiddle Player in the Whole World, Bob Wills. And so a lot of people don't know that Merle's a hell of a fiddle player back in the early 70s. I did not know that. Yeah. And so, you know, he plays fiddle on a few tunes, and he sings, you know, there's, I don't know, I can't remember, maybe like 12 Bob Wills songs, and it's Merle Haggard and the Strangers doing Bob Wills tunes, you know. Nice. Cool. And, um, yeah, man, just like stuff like that is interesting. It's not like, you know, it's a, it's a landmark album in the history of classic country music. Mm -hmm. Then he did another one. You remember, uh, Jimmy Rogers was kind of like, you know, way back. Well, he did like a, an album called Blue Yodel Number no. 9, a tribute to the songs of Jimmy Rogers or something like that. And so, like, that's really amazing and awesome to listen to. Nice. Nice. Another one I picked up um, out in, uh, like, I must have been getting close to maybe Yale, Oklahoma, when I stopped at this sale, and it was like, you know, just a little place having a little outdoor sale or whatever. I stop over there, see some records, I flip through there, and it's like I got the Merle Haggard and George Jones album as a duet. And uh, the big hit off of that one was C.C. Waterback. Okay. You know, remember that one? It was like, C.C. Waterback mm -hmm. on tequila sunrise. <laughs> one for my aching head, you're for my bloodshot eyes. Last night, I let it all hang out. Yes, we've got soul. See, see, water back, can't stand the pain no more. Nice. You know, like, that was like big in what, like 81, 82, something like that. Yeah, that's your, that's your quintessential three chords of the truth right there. <laughs> Dude, and I mean, you could go out there and like, okay, CC Waterback, 
Mama tried. Uh, good times really over. Mm-hmm. They're all in D, the key of D. You know, you can play them all with the three chords. So it's not like the same thing every time, but the melodies just pull you to the next change. You know, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I learned a lot about the simplicity of songwriting by getting turned on to Merle Haggard when I was a kid before I played. And then like after I started playing, it started to make sense. You could sort of hear the changes, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't that difficult. It was four chords or whatever. Sure. Meanwhile, telling a good story about something. That's the thing, man. We don't, we don't have story songs anymore. I mean, you get your quintessential love song with a hook in it, but you know, really look look, look at our songwriters, the, the voices we have these today. I mean, Bruce Springsteen's still out there; he's still singing for us. But you know, Bob Dylan, I guess, just released his first song in a long time. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I, I definitely it's on my radar to check it out. But gosh, you just. Yeah, it's supposed to be really long, like really good. It's like 10 minutes or something. It's supposed to be naming all these other songs and all this other stuff in it, too. So it's one of those that I got to, I'm waiting for, <laughs> if it happens, a few moments of peace around my isolation here. <laughs> uh, four weeks crammed up with uh, no place to go. But yeah, but anyway. Uh, Just shut yeah. the door in there and put a chair under the doorknob and they can't get in there. Yeah, well, they can scream really loud. They have the, you know, all the soundproofing in the world. They, they, their voices are at that pitch, which just cuts through everything. It does. It really does. does. It feel it's overwhelming to be the only dude in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ever just yeah. want to walk out in the backyard and just start kicking a flower or something? You know, just like God, I got to get away from these women. Well, I just. Uh, no, it's, it's not quite that bad, but, you know, I definitely, uh, you know, being under self-isolation for the last 14 days, tomorrow's the last day, whoop, uh, we did have to take the dog over to the uh, the vet today, so that was awesome. I got to drive in the car. I, my uh, engine blew up in my car right before my surgery on my arm, so then I, we bought a new car, but I couldn't drive it because I had surgery on my arm. And then got that done, and then I ended up going to Hawaii and then came back in isolation. So my new car, I've driven it twice. It hasn't even been tagged, and I've owned it for two months. Wow. And then just, it's nuts. I mean, the world is just totally upside down. But anyway, back to what I was saying, though. Yeah, definitely, we don't have a whole lot of, a lot of those poets out there anymore that are speaking for us. So hope, hope springs eternal, right? got all these people that are crammed up with nothing to do but play music and write some good songs so please write us some good songs get them out there because i know i'm going to be doing my best you know mr matt's gonna be doing his best let's get some new music out there let's talk about what's going on in this world let's try try to make things happy too you know it doesn't always have to be doom and gloom there's there's hope out there so i know i grew up in the generation where at least earlier on in my life, it's like the threat of nuclear war and you're faced with being shoved in a bomb shelter for two years. Oh, G- give me a, give me a, give me a couple of weeks at my house. I'm all right. You know? <laughs> so that's just, it's, it's definitely a generational thing. And, uh, and I don't think uh, a lot of people understand it so much, but anyway, 
anyway, I digress. Definitely miss Merle. You know, well, he's kind of last. He's always, always going to be around. It's not like he, you know, to to your average person is not his close friend or whatever. He's still around. Right. Yes. As much as he ever was, he's still around. He still lives on in every recording, every performance, everything you can see about Merle Haggard. He's still there. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I've been kind of writing a little, I don't know if it's a book, but it's just kind of thoughts, you know. It's like, why do it, what does music mean to me? What, this, that, the other thing. And one of the things that keeps popping up, especially as I'm getting older, it's like, music is my opportunity for immortality. To what extent, I don't know. It may not be fame and all that, but if I have stuff out there, who knows who's going to hear it? Who knows who's going to stumble on it? But, you know, it's, it's my putting my stamp on the world because, you know, after the last person alive speaks your name for the last time, that's it, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, to your point, though, you know, Merle's stuff is still out there. But you kind of look at that whole generation, that, that 60s and 70s, and, uh, you know, Willie's kind of the last one. Chris Christopherson's out there, but it's like, you know, we, we, we lost Johnny. We lost we lost a bunch of them. And, uh, well, yeah, I figure, you know, I've seen all the highwaymen except for Johnny. And I would have seen Johnny had he not uh, – that was when he first started getting, you know, really too ill to tour. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to play at the community center in Bartlesville on my birthday. And so it was like 25 bucks in a – acoustically superior setting that held 1300 people and backed up by the heartbreakers on my wow. birthday. Are you crazy? Wow. That'd have been cool. And, you know, he played, I, I think he canceled that and like the rest of the eight or nine dates on the tour. But I was like, that's the only thing that kept me from seeing cash, but I've seen Willie a bunch of times. You and I have seen him. Yep. yep. Uh, I've seen Merle the one time. I've seen Christofferson twice, and uh, I've seen Waylon when I was probably 12 in Worlds of Fun in Kansas City. Nice, nice. Yeah, I never so saw Waylon. I think I did pretty good, and I'm telling you, like, those guys are definitely on the Mount Rushmore of country music for sure. Yeah. Now, her At least in my mind. You know, now somebody who's 25, it's totally different. No, you know, a lot I was of thinking them do about have this. respect, maybe, but they don't know it at this depth. You know, there's a lot of memes that were going around a couple of years ago where they would show like Waylon or Willie and those guys, and they're like, this is what original country music was, none of this Florida Georgia Line stuff. This is what country music was. But if you really think about it, back then they were the outlaws, they were the ones that were right. the establishment. Yeah, uh, but by no means am I putting them on the same level as Florida Georgia Line. No, but the point is, is that they were the ones that 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 changed it and made it what it is, and, and just created this whole new version of country music. And uh, you're not—I mean, yeah, country's evolved again, and you're, that generation is now looking at it, looking at the the Taylor Swifts and all them. Yeah, just much like you know, our generation was looking at what Garth Brooks and stuff did too. So, yeah, but I don't know. The Mount Rushmore, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, Hag, Willie, Waylon, Chris, Johnny. And there's five right there. That's heavy duty. Yeah, you got to put a couple more presidents' heads up there to, to match up to it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, so let's go ahead and do a, a quick little toast. And you have one more song you want to lead us out with? Let's see. Uh... Well, a, a few years ago, I heard a version. You remember the Nixons? Yeah, Zach Malone. Okay, so they were. I think they were from Norman, weren't they? They, I think so. Yeah, yeah. They've come up and played Stillwater all the time, and they were at a couple of festivals that we put on as well. And so, like, I remember, like, in the MySpace days, finding this version of Oki from Muskogee that Zach Malloy had done. I don't think it was with the Nixon's band or whatever necessarily, but it was just like a cover that he had done, you know, I mean, most people try to play it real traditional and um, he kind of like made it sort of like, I describe it to people that I play with. I'm like, okay, this is two chords. And it's, if you can imagine it's as if green day played Merle Haggard's song. Interesting. So it's like, you know, Okie from Muskogee is just starts out like We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee We don't take no trips on LSD We don't burn our draft cars down on Main Street We like living right being free. We don't make no party out of love. We like holding hands, pitching woo. We don't let our hair grow long and shaggy. Like the hippies out in San Francisco do. I'm proud to be that's fun it's fun you know it's kind of cool it's, though it's, it's like, hella fun and you can just like you know you can show up anywhere with any band who knows anything and you can make that song cook that's awesome and so you know that's to me like that's getting out there in a level that is pretty big man it's pretty big yeah yep awesome well you know what's really cool about that it's because the technology here we get a little bit of uh latency and stuff like that they actually sounded like you were running a flanger it's cool <laughs> run on man Right on. All right. Well, I think we're about to, uh, about to wrap this up. So happy birthday, Merle. Thank you for all the songs. Thanks for all the memories and inspiration. Thank you, Matt, for hanging out and talking with me again. We will uh, definitely. Yeah, man. The... This is always a lot of fun. This is cool. Always a lot of fun. Absolutely. And uh, 
What's nice about it, too, is that we don't have to drive anywhere. We can still do this. So that's cool, too. <laughs> no doubt. Let's get a couple of guests to call in from other places. We shall. We shall. And I was uh, talking to some friends of mine. We're going to start doing a couple more of those podcasts for the uh, We Are Tulsa Music. And they're all on board with trying to do it through Zoom as well. So we'll just have to uh, just keep on keeping on and keep trying out the new technologies and uh make it as entertaining as we possibly can so until next time i am mark allen d and this is and i'm matt mason and we are the matt mark about music podcast on bandplace.tv peace